you can't just throw aphorisms around willy nilly. <laughs> they have to be appropriate for the, They can't be like, oh, can I borrow your car this weekend? Well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorette's recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing great. Great. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm proud of you. Are you proud of me? Yeah, doing you're great? doing great going into recapping four hours of The Bachelorette. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, evolved, I guess mm-hmm. we'll say. Yeah. Do we have any housekeeping before we get to recapping today? Well, you had a birthday. I did have a birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. I feel weird celebrating birthdays a lot because I yeah. feel like everyone has a birthday. Everyone has a birthday every year. It's a, a funny birthday's thing. not a special thing. It's a funny thing to celebrate mm-hmm. the day you were born. Yeah. Like you're celebrating. Are you celebrating not dying? <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, that is it's hard to not die. Wait, is that what people are really celebrating when they celebrate their birthday? I mean, you're on the earth for another year. Like what else are you celebrating? I mean, that is a worthy thing to celebrate now that you mention it. Yeah. I mean, it is an anniversary of your birth, which yeah. is nice. But, but that's again, not everyone really, has everyone it. is born, yes. but not everyone lives past certain ages. So uh, <laughs> let's celebrate every every year we get. Okay. So overall thoughts on the two-part Fantasy Suite collection. I mean, it was, it was chock full of stuff. It was. To be honest, is overwhelmed as I am recapping just because I think it's been a minute since we've recapped back-to-back episodes and I'm a bit like like chicken with its head cut off I've got to say I feel like they brought the A-team for editing for this yeah and we've been kind of complaining I guess you could say about how the past few episodes have felt edited by the B-team I feel like that's because the A-team was busy preparing these episodes or the A-team just got over COVID (laughs) From Logan. Yeah, from <laughs> Logan, the super spreader. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like the pacing of it. I love how they actually gave some time to each relationship. Nothing felt super glossed over and they showed like light bits, but then they also showed things in conjunction with each other. Like you'd see a scene with Rachel and Avon. Meanwhile, what Tino is thinking or with Eric, you know, like they would sort of go back and forth. It yeah. felt kind of like a movie. In it a was, way. It, as you said, it was edited very well. Mm-hmm. That's how it, it felt. It really anyway. felt like there were arcs. Yeah. There was proper cuts. There yeah. weren't like non sequiturs where you're like, wait, why did I see that just now that's not to say that we followed every bit but we'll get there so episode technically episode nine although i'm not sure what the show is calling them now at this point but episode nine so fantasy suite episode one picks up in riviera maya mexico where the ladies chat rachel reflects that this was when things went awry on clayton's season and that she's been dreading this week because of how things ended with clayton and his general disregard for everyone's feelings but his own gabby agrees here and she thought the way it went with clayton with him telling her that he loved her the way he was interacting with her she really thought it was her and so the conclusion the ladies come to here is that they don't want to make any of the guys feel the way that they did and andy (laughs) here you said i'm gonna hold them to that (laughs) oh yes yeah you really pounced on this because I do think it's easier said than done I'm not defending Clayton although I don't think he really like I I actually have a heart for Clayton if yeah, I'm honest I mean, he did what he, yeah he wasn't he was he's not an evil man no Let's did he do everything way. perfectly no no one is claiming that but it'll be interesting to see if they both are able to execute on not making anyone feel the way that they ended up feeling on Clayton's season very interesting <laughs> Rachel reflects on her individual relationships and reveals that her first date here in Mexico will be with Avon 
and they had such a great foundation and she feels quote like she's falling in love with Avon for sure. <laughs> Andy, you said she looked down to the left. It's a lie. Yeah. I mean, it might be up and to the right, which is a lie, but either way, she's lying. <laughs> she she looked sort of away towards yeah, the I, end of that sentence. They say up and to the right. If you're oh, actually, I think if you're right-handed, up and to the right, and if you're left-handed, up and to the left. Are you serious? There's like uh, yeah, a specific. There's like a head, I like, thought it was just looking away. But I think it might be bullshit. Like I honestly think I've read stuff that says that that's not really true. It's just you're not you find a comfortable place to look that's not at the person you're lying to. Mm. And I felt like there was a distinct like. <laughs> yeah, I'm falling, falling in love. <laughs> so Gabby talks about Jason now. She says that he's been the most emotionally available to her. That mm. that didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel asks, "Do you think you're falling in love with him?" And she says, "I think I'm definitely falling in love with him." Check it off. I'll never get used to this dialogue. It just feels like ticking boxes. Are you falling in love with him? I'm definitely falling in love with him. How about yeah. him? I think I'm falling in love with him. Oh, I'm officially fallen in love with him. They have to categorize it. Otherwise, people are just watching real life. Who wants to watch that? Who wants to watch actual, normal, organic relationships develop on television? <laughs> it's true. You're right. What am I doing? Yeah, shame on you. Now she talks about Johnny. She says that she thinks they're in different places. She's ready. She's not sure he is, but mm. he may surprise her, she says. Mm. And Eric... Oh, sorry. Today it's an Erich day. That's right. Pardon Erich. me. Pardon me. Yeah. So Erich, she says the hometown really skyrocketed their relationship. And that brings us into Erich's overnight date. So they greet in the cutest way, might I add. They're just so giggly and like yeah. childlike together. Mm -hmm. They come upon a sign that translates to lover's leap, a cenote. A cenote. Yes. You know the story with cenotes? No. In Mexico, at least. I believe that the cenotes were a result of the Chicxulub crater. The crater... Chicxulub? Was, yeah, it's Chicxulub. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Sort of. It's close enough. Okay. In Mexican, it's probably... Oh, fuck. Let me start that again. <laughs> in Mexican. You can't say Yeah, that. I can't say that. <laughs> so cenotes. Very okay. interesting. I don't think it should be skipped over. That the cenotes in Mexico were formed as a result of the Chicxulub crater, which was the crater formed by the meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs. What? Yeah. So like if you actually look at all the cenotes, and, and there are a few cenotes that don't apply to this, but like 90% of them all lie on this perfect circular rim in the Yucatan Peninsula. And that rim is the rim of the Chicxulub crater, which is literally the crater that ended the dinosaurs and allowed humans to become, come into become play. Become what we are yeah, today. <laughs> so literally that cenote and the people on The Bachelorette jumping into it <laughs> are a result of the meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs. Wow. I did not know. Did Okay, question. Did you already know that or did you start digging when we saw the cenote on the show? 100% disclosure here. I did know that, but I did dig in a, like further uh -huh. about cenotes and I found out that the Mayans used them for their water. That's oh. where they got all their fresh water from. Okay. Yeah. And I also did a little further digging. And apparently, like, there's a lot of cave diving in cenotes, and it's very dangerous. Because oh. some of these go, like, super deep, and it gets pitch black. And even experienced divers can lose their way and, and die. And some of these cenotes connect to other cenotes. Like, you could go, like, 50 miles 
through cenotes without ever coming up for air. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if the cenote that Gabby and Eric were at was connected to the cenote that Rachel and Tina went to. That would involve an enormous amount of further digging, <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to do it. Okay, thank you for that fun intel, Andy. See, Dear Shandy's educational, too. So they stripped down to their swimsuits and jumped down, and Andy, you were impressed by how high this was in general. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jumping, and then finally they go to the highest point, and everything Gabby does just wins me it's over, great. but it was so cute how she got up there and she's like, I'm afraid. <laughs> the exact right response. Yes. So, of course, we get the requisite connection to falling in love, yeah. how jumping off this cliff is like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she says, Eric, sorry, pardon me, Eric always makes her feel safe. And of course, they jump down together. And the takeaway is that they can do lots of hard things together. I, I mean, because I agree. And jumping. I, I actually agree. For once, I agree. This was terrifying. I would be terrified jumping mm. off of that. It's extremely high. Yeah. That was like a 25 foot cliff. Wait, are you telling me that the tenuous connection between the activity they were doing and falling in love actually worked for you this time? It actually worked <laughs> because I think the power of their love allowed Gabby to take that step off that cliff. Because I know personally, it would take an enormous amount for me to jump off that. Mm. Enormous. Uh, probably the shame of millions of people well, watching me, I mean, but that's different. That. <laughs> Let's just say it wasn't on TV. I think that their love allowed Gabby to take that leap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So optimistic. I, it's the first time. I'm going to buy it. They reflect now on his hometown and how hard it was for him and still is. And she says she appreciates him being there and that it brought them so much closer. He says it's for moments like this that he needs to be there. And Andy, meanwhile, you couldn't get over how they were black boxing her butt. Yeah. And you called the show a prude. I mean, literally, a show that has fantasy suites mm. won't allow you to see outer butt cheek. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. I had many types of cleavages, cleavages, <laughs> many types of cleavage, cleavage, cleavage blurred out on my season. Really? Because you? I'm not And really... you're not even, you don't show anything. <laughs> Today, I have a little bit going on. I mean, not much. But so on the show, I had a little bit of under boob with one dress and side boob with my night one dress, and they were always blurred. Wow. Yeah. I think that you're only allowed to show middle top cleavage on The Bachelor. Yet you can go a uh, fantasy suite with several people. That's true. <laughs> That's true. America. Okay. So now it's the evening. Going into it, Gabby says she hopes that she can be, quote, all the different sides of herself in one breath. Hmm. I thought that was That's lovely. Nice. Very she's, poetic. She's way with words, Gabby. Eric reveals that his family was obsessed with her, and that was the ultimate validation for him. And now Gabby reveals more about her family here. She says that her parents separated when she was young, and she would only see her dad for Christmas and summers. Mm. Meanwhile, her mom was busy working two jobs, and she did a lot of growing up on her own. She said there were times she had to change who she was in order to receive love. She says, looking at his family, it's so nice to see how they're a whole, not parts of a whole. And he says he admires how strong she is, how emotionally intelligent she is. She turned out so fucking amazing. She's a good person, etc. And we had to stop and discuss how different a response this was versus their first one-on-one date yeah. when she first opened up about her mother yeah. and her family situation. I almost forgot that they had already spoken about it, but I remember feeling so strangely about his reaction yes it's like a different person yeah it felt kind of like he didn't know what to make of it or he was just he seemed kind of disconnected or maybe he Ma- just wasn't invested emotionally yet he just wasn't there he yeah. just saw this as a tv show and this was some girl he was pursuing to win a prize and then now in this episode he's like i love this girl like i care enough that i'm actually going to be a human responding to her <laughs> yeah also you know when you see more hours of, of a person 
especially in his case with his hometown, when she brought up her family, it was on the tail end of him talking about his parents' relationship. And now that we know that his father was, you know, going through what he was yeah. going through. And even though we were told by Gabby later on that he had brought it up on that date, we weren't shown that. So it feels like we were missing a major piece of the puzzle from that first one-on-one that might have informed a lot sure. of his behavior. Sure. And I think it's just sort of odd that the powers that be, or at least the editors, went out of their way to make him look just a little bit less good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just for the sake of a little bit of tension. Anyway. Oh, that's the worst thing I know, I've ever I done. I know, I know. Okay, I know. We have a long way to go. Mm, I should pick my battles. Hairs. Okay, so Eric says he's in love with her and he doesn't want to leave there without her. She says he's so sweet. She kisses him. And Andy, you said in real life, that response would be devastating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I love you it's like you're so sweet it's true she says she's falling in love with him she really is and it means a lot and in her voiceovers she says he's taught her she can be loved for her Man. it's beautiful so she gives him the fantasy suite card he obviously says yes they head over to the fantasy suite gawk over how big it is and they make out on the bed and in her voiceovers she says every time they kiss the world melts away and the lights go out and that's that Seems like a successful And we end FS. the season. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Great season. Well, actually, based on how the two episodes end, yeah, I kind of feel like we could have skipped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now it's the next morning. Oh, you it, know what I was, I was thinking? The only thing worse than saying that's sweet is thank you when someone says I love you. Sweet. Yes. Thank because, you. Because that's sweet at least suggests that you liked hearing it. Yeah. Thank you is like hear. literally just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, keep Thanks for yourself. opening the door for me. Yeah. <laughs> Entering CVS. Yeah. Okay. The next morning, Eric says she's everything and more than he thought. He's obsessed with her. Eric uses the word obsessed a lot, by the way. Oh, I've never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't paying that close attention, but, but it doesn't bother you. me. It's just something I made note of. Yeah. They make breakfast together and make out. We learn now that he's not a super jealous person, but it hurts to know that there are still other relationships. A Wait, little bit. Of- so he is a jealous person. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her he's confused and she says she hopes he knows how easy it is with him and how it feels like she's known him forever. Uh, it definitely f- had that vibe of, and we've seen this before. This is not the yeah. first time where it felt like she was like looking him in the eyes and she's like, read between the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. It's <laughs> I'm over. I'm you. Just, just get through the last couple of days. Yeah. And he definitely seems to be on the precipice of unraveling. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gabby and her ITM reveals she's beyond falling for him, but she has to save the L word for the right moment. Yeah. As they kiss goodbye, she tells him to be patient with her. She says she has a pit in her stomach about what he's going to do when he walks away. I thought this was very interesting. She knows him. Yes. She's pretty much like, please just handle it. Yeah, You ever notice that I, I, I don't mean to you know make a battle of the sexes here, but it seems like the women handle, handle the end of these seasons so much better 100%, than the men. 100%. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I completely they agree. They just crumble. They're, they turn into like little boys. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. This is not the first time we've seen this. I think it, maybe it is sort of a... Maybe a possessiveness or, you know, it is a misconception that women are more jealous than men. It's a total misconception. Women, I find in this position, like Gabby and Rachel were both in this exact position and they both handled it better. Yeah. Like they, they wasn't easy, but they wasn't coming 
in the form of ultimatums, kind of. And and we're not coming at Eric for this, by the way. We'll, we'll get to it because that's at the end of this episode. But I agree. It, it sort of felt like he forgot which show he was on. Well, you made a good point. You said that they sometimes get caught off guard. Even you yourself said on the show you got a little caught off guard. Mm-hmm. But they suddenly like, wait, I'm in love? Like, yeah. this is not what I expected. Well, now, I thought I was just going to win some yeah, Instagram totally. I'm followers. in love now. Therefore, the other things you would do at this point in your journey as yeah, a bachelorette yeah. are cheating. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're in the real world. Yes. We were playing a game. <laughs> now it's the real world because that, I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> My feelings are real. So now we're not playing a game right. anymore. Okay. So Gabby in her ITM says that she's going to throw up. And in general, the I date. I think she did throw up. Really? I believe Gabby. She doesn't <laughs> bullshit. I think she literally got up to go throw up. She's not one of those people that just says they're going to throw up. For yeah, fun. there's some people like, I'm going to throw up, like constantly. <laughs> yeah, You're like, oh my God, that movie was so good. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like the people who say, I'm dying when something's really Yeah, yeah, really dying. Funny. Everyone's dying, throwing up. <laughs> She's Gabby says she's going to throw up. I believe she threw up. It's true. In general, the date ends with a lot of question marks over whether or not Eric can handle this. Mm. Meanwhile, Tino has some B-roll. He seems very stressed out. And we agreed here that he looks like a Roman statue. Yes. Uh, Like a generic Roman statue. Yeah. He's got the exact profile of a Roman statue. Yeah. I mean, that's a big compliment. It is. I believe Romanesque is something you you try to achieve as a man. Okay. So now it's Avon's overnight date. They board a luxurious yacht and make out a lot. And we hear her say the L word was used carelessly by Clayton and she doesn't want to do that. And Avon nods as Avon does. Just, Even cracks me up. This whole day is just very loving fun. this. He's like, this is the best ride ever. <laughs> he really is just along for this ride. Yeah, so it's a great ride. It is. Yeah. yeah. He knows what this is. He knows what show he's on. Yeah. And he knows what he has going for him. Absolutely. Avon's going to come out the biggest winner, I think, of this season. You know what? I don't think you're wrong. And that's partly because I think he has managed his expectations and yeah. he he's, seems relaxed. Yeah, he's had fun. <laughs> he's like, this is great. Yeah. What a fun time this is. <laughs> I'm making out a lot on a yacht. <laughs> making out, make out a lot on a yacht. That rhymes, right? Mm. A lot, yacht. Yeah, the lot making rhymes. Making a lot on a yacht. Making out a lot on a yacht. I don't know if that works. Making out a lot. Da, 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 a yacht you would need making like, out a lot on a really big yacht yeah okay <laughs> that's pretty weak it's the worst haiku of all time <laughs> although it really does sum up the bachelor experience that's true so meanwhile jesse visits tino jesse asks how it's going and mm-hmm. tino says the waiting game is gut-wrenching and every day being there and not getting a date card is like nails on a chalkboard to him we know what he means, but I don't know why this just cracked me up. It doesn't. You can't just throw aphorisms around willy nilly. <laughs> they have to be appropriate. For the, they can't be like, oh, can I borrow your car this weekend? Well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can borrow it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. Okay. They talk about his hometown. Tino doesn't seem to perturbed by how things went with his parents in general. No. I have to say, just to give the powers that be... A rare moment of props. I like that they put the guys in their separate rooms again. This might not mean as much to you, but in recent years, they've made them live together. So they would go off to their overnight date and then return to a man chat with their roommates. So they're basically taking turns going and bedding the bachelorette. 
and then coming back and talking about her. Oh, wow. It was really messed up, honestly. And they kind of started a trend of that. And finally, with this season, they let them live separately. That's so nice. I think it is. Charitable. Yeah, and I don't think they needed to do that. I think this shows they didn't need to do this because the guys are unraveling on their own anyway. So Avon and Rachel chat. He says his parents told him how happy he looked, and she said she felt so accepted and welcomed by them. And this, of course, is shown in conjunction with the conversation Tino is having with Jesse about his dad mm-hmm. and his parents and generally how unaccepting and unwelcoming they were. Avon tells Rachel that he's falling in love with her. Meanwhile, Tino tells Jesse that he's also falling in love with Rachel, quote, quote probably since Bruges. <laughs> Back in days of yore. It's like inception time. It was funny because he's like probably since Bruges and Jesse was like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, (laughs) oh my God. You're talking about back in the 14 days ago? It's like, wow, you were ahead of schedule even for us. (laughs) Back in Bruges. Tino and his ITM says that he certainly, quote, wouldn't need to sleep with anyone else. What, is he going to go bang Avon? I said, easy to say that as a contestant with no other options. Yeah. Charlene, yes. have you noticed something about my face? Your pores look smaller than usual. You got it. <laughs> That's actually what I was going for. Was it really? Yeah. I mean, I do feel, honestly, when I met you, your pores were substantially Huge. larger. Massive. <laughs> you could like curl Huge. up and go to sleep in one of them. Yeah. yeah, your pores have definitely downsized yeah. since I first came into your orbit, I would say. Yeah. And apostrophe has played a big part in that. They have. You're in your skincare game being upped. Yeah. And it took apostrophe for me to do that. I mean, you had been con- telling me for a while that I should use certain products to make my pores smaller, but I was like, eh, I poo-pooed it. You did poo-poo it. But apostrophe made it so easy for me. I couldn't poo-poo anymore. <laughs> So apostrophe, in case you take your skincare as seriously as I or we do, is should really be in your rotation. Basically, you fill out the online questionnaire mm-hmm. along with selfies of your skin and you describe what your skincare concerns are, be those acne or aging, fine lines, wrinkles, etc. And then a board certified dermatologist will review your information. This is all online. You do not need to physically go to the dermatologist's office. They will review your information. And if they think you need something, they will prescribe you. And in my case, I got tretinoin with some niacinamide put into it. You also got a different strength, the Mm -hmm. tretinoin. Mm -hmm. And it's this is stuff you can't just go buy over the counter at the pharmacy. You can't. This saves you a trip to the doctor and Mm -hmm. it saves you a trip to the pharmacy. Two trips. (laughs) That's that's true. I actually hadn't even thought of that. It does save you two trips. Two trips. And as a reminder, I always say this, but it's not just for your face. It is also for chest knee, back knee, and buttony. The dreaded buttony. And also worth mentioning, they have both oral and topical medications, Mm -hmm. lest you think it's only topical. So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandies. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and use code Shandy. That's a saving of $15 and this offer is only available to our listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click begin visit. Then use our code Shandy at sign up 
up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so now it's the evening. I did want to talk briefly about Rachel's look mm. in this evening. And I swear I won't do this with all the looks. But this one stood out to me as being so close. And I really liked the dress itself, which might surprise some people. That surprised you. You didn't like this dress. Nothing crazy about it. Okay, so for anyone listening and not watching, because I'll insert the clip, she was wearing that sort of wine-colored burgundy long sleeve dress with a cutout detail on one shoulder and it was quite long it reached her ankles Mm -hmm. and her hair was down sort of beachy looking and she wore these gold platform sandals right so i like the dress and i didn't even mind how she wore her hair with it but my issue was the length and the shoes i feel like if she's gonna wear shoes this dressy and go for that maxi length that her hair should have been up and made it more formal meanwhile since she was going with more of a beachy direction her hair was down i think that the hem should have been brought up it was too long for her and she should have been wearing a more casual flat or like a leather sandal or something like that you're fashion genius i looked at her i was like that should be nice i should like that but i don't know why i just don't really like it and this is exactly why the shoulders and up didn't match the ankles and down (sighs) it's brilliant unbelievable I I mean I don't know about that it's just that was my takeaway that's how I would have styled it but the dress itself I actually really liked you're like a fashion doctor you're you're (laughs) you're a fashion neurosurgeon it's funny I've actually gotten emails from people over the years it's so sweet they're like this is the dress I'm wearing to this wedding what should I do with my hair and I'll be like you should wear it like this (laughs) you should wear this kind of earring (laughs) so I'm saying you're a general practitioner for for fashion issues Okay, so they toast and talk about the amazing journey. That's verbatim, by the way. <laughs> the amazing journey. This was verbatim. I'm not They've in- laid off the amazing journey, though. I've noticed they've tried to avoid it. Well, and that's where Avon comes in because mm. Avon loves to. He's a historian. He is a historian. Yeah, he loves. He loves what's going on here. He's like, this is the bachelor ominously amazing it's journey. It's so true, and this really plays out nicely in the evening here. Yeah. Rachel says she genuinely sees herself having a life with him, and we marvel at how much this entire conversation resembled a job interview. She asks Avon, "Can you genuinely see yourself getting engaged?" And Andy, you said, "Can you genuinely see yourself working for Weissman and Weissman?" <laughs> He answers, yes, he can definitely see a life with her outside of this, etc. It just felt very like question and answer. Oh, yeah. And she says that everything she's asked for, he's been able to embody. She's always felt safe with him and he's so open and so humble. And Andy, you said, and we just have a few more candidates to consider. (laughs) Rachel says she felt the L word was used carelessly with her and she knows it means as much to him as it does to her. And as she finally says she's falling... In love with him. Big deal. Andy, you said you have made it to the final round of interviews. Yay. Yeah, this was very par for the course. Nothing you brought to the table. I don't feel like I know them and their connection anymore. We know, apparently, according to her, that he's open and humble. Nothing. (laughs) Avon's just like, I don't give a shit. This is amazing. This is an amazing journey. This is a legitimately amazing journey. The thing is, I actually do believe Avon's really into Rachel. Oh, yeah. But I think Avon knows. He knows. They, they they hang out. They talk. He knows that Tino's winning. He Do you knows. think so? Yes. He knows. Tino knows. The only person who doesn't know is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Avon is having the best time of his life. And he knows that there's a very good chance he's going home at the end. But who cares? I mean, he really brought his A game in the in the FS. We oh, have to say. Let's, we'll get we'll to that. We'll get there. Yeah. 
So going into said FS, we hear Rachel say she's so excited and has been looking forward to this moment. And Andy, you said not as much as Avon. He's like, yes, finally. He did seem really stoked. Come on. It's the best vacation ever. (laughs) Okay, so it's the next morning. They make out in bed and she says he's awfully chipper today. And Mm. Andy, you said that's what you get if you're a good boy. Uh Rachel in her ITM said that Avon's the full package Mm -hmm. and she laughs. It felt very ripe with innuendo, I I guess. I assume. She she had a certain glow to her. And I don't know if this was what we were being fed, but certainly the vibe was it was great. Mm -hmm. Avon in his ITM says that he slept for about 20 minutes. And in bed, she says she's falling in love with him. And he says he's falling in love with her deeper. (laughs) (laughs) So deep. I'll see you're falling in love and raise you deep. In his ITM, Avon says he would love to be engaged to Rachel and to start a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how it usually goes. Avon is really, he's become our comic relief towards the end of the season. It's fun to watch someone have that much fun. So as she kisses him goodbye, Andy said she's smitten by that full package. <laughs> so Tino, going into his date now, says it was an excruciating week of waiting and he's wanted to pull out his hair. But the light at the end of the tunnel is worth stomaching all of these challenges. OK, so it's Tino's overnight now. Rachel takes some horseback riding. And of course, his horse is all over the place. I swear the powers that be have to request the most unruly horse. I completely agree it's with It's becoming you. a thing now. Yeah. Then you never see them go for a like a horseback ride, romantic overnight date activity, and yeah. the horses are both totally fine. One hundred percent agree with you, and it's a smart move. They sit on a she's, ledge. She's a good horseback rider, by the way. Yeah, it Rachel did. has been on a horse many times. Yeah, you could tell she she's knew. Very her relaxed. Mm-hmm. You could always tell when someone's wrists are relaxed on the horse. They're just kind of <laughs> like this, as opposed to like most people, are like. Yeah, no, it's know? true. They sit on a ledge at another cenote perhaps one that was connected in some way to the other one. And Rachel says hearing him say he was falling in love with her was amazing. Mm. And she had been feeling that way for a while. So she'd been hoping he would say something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if any comment is necessary for that. It stands alone. She says she's had general anxiety about the week and he tells her not to do that. And he's been trying to not what if himself into a bad place. Mm. They jump into the water and make out, but the vibe is ominous. Rachel says if they don't solve, quote, the problem of his parents, she doesn't know how they're going to move past it. And that brings us into the evening. Going into it, Rachel says the one thing she wanted out of hometowns was acceptance. And she didn't get that Mm. from his parents. Mm, mm, mm. She feels urgency to get to the bottom of it because she doesn't think it's possible his parents' lack of approval wouldn't affect him. Right. I think that's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Mm. I would feel very uncomfortable if if your parents totally did not accept me. Yeah. It would would make me very unsettled. Is that why you didn't ask for my dad's permission? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) he's fine. (laughs) I didn't want to waste his time. Be like, I'm having a snack. I don't care. As Tino toasts, Tino again says waiting for time with her is like nails on a chalkboard to him. You noted it was the second time he said this, which is teetering into catchphrase territory. It's getting close. It's getting close. This is one of the worst catchphrases of all time, (laughs) if that's your catchphrase. I think it's probably still a distant second to knocking it out of the park. 
Oh, for yeah. Him. Yeah. He loves knocking out of the yeah. park. By the way, the catchphrase thing is a callback to our anniversary Q&A, which I will link here. So, so Rachel says she wants to talk about his hometown. She felt like her dad specifically did not like her. And she quotes his dad as having said, well, I'm not going to disown Tino if he gets engaged, but I'm just not going to accept it. That's pretty hardcore. So you're saying I've got a chance. <laughs> Tino seems shocked by this, but I mean, he knows how to handle Oh, yeah. This conversation. He just dabbed off the sweat. And yeah, he's like, he was just getting ready. Yeah. He says... <laughs> it's a gun. He says it's not her they're skeptical of, but rather the situation. And he says they know him and he wouldn't be there if he didn't see a future with her. She says, is he sure if he proposed and called them up that they would actually be accepting? And he says there's no reality where they don't get on board. Mm. His confidence here just I loved it. oozed. Oh, I, yeah. I was very into it. I said, I actually respect how little he cares about mm. this because I do think a lot of people heed their parents. You know, there are going to be people out there who are like, oh, if your parents don't approve, I don't approve. But I actually was into how he was like, no, I know I love you. I know this is what I want. Oh. They'll They'll accept it. I know how I feel. You know what he handled that like? Like a pitcher in the bottom of the ninth World Series, seventh game, three, two count, fastball right down the middle, strikeout. I said his lack of concern about his parents shows it's not the first time he's marched to the beat of his own drum. Mm -hmm. I was very, in, we were both very I would have this. been turned on if I was Rachel, only if I was Rachel. <laughs> That's it. He officially says he loves her. He's in love with her. He loves everything he finds out about her. It's overdue. And she is beaming. Mm -hmm. And she says she loves him too. Yeah. Which, I Big mean, deal. we have to add gravity to that based on the fact that at the beginning of this same episode, she said she didn't want anyone to feel the way she felt on Clayton's season. Yeah. So. She's, she's made her bed. She has. A bed that we literally watched her make for the last eight episodes. <laughs> Okay, the one beef I have, and it, I do like Tino. I just wish that he gave a little bit more specificity. Like, to me, I love everything about you. I love everything I find out about you. You don't have to love Tino. We just know that Rachel loved him from day one. That's true. And I guess when I think about it, Rachel also doesn't really do that. Like, sort of like last week and they were like... Yeah. What is it you love about Avon? It's like, oh, there's just so many things I can't. They're not either of them are specific. That's not one yeah. of their love languages. No, it's they don't true. need specificity. You're right. So who what what do I know? Yeah. Okay, so she gives Tino the fantasy sweetheart. He says, absolutely. They pop champagne in the room and make out on the bed while Andy, you sang porn music. <laughs> do you want to regale us once again? <laughs> That's like old school porn music. Yeah, well, what's, new porn music is just like I, they don't even have music anymore. Do new, I, not that I watch porn. I, I just, <laughs> I've heard, I've read the industry newspapers. So now it is Johnny's overnight, and I wrote, "Where's our morning after with Tino?" Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park so hard <laughs> they didn't have to show it. It's just assumed it was a yeah. home run. It's like, <laughs> They ride a yacht and Gabby asks if Johnny's ever been on one of these. And he says, no, though he did have a Hobie cat. And she says, oh, yeah, like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm laughing as though I knew what a Hobie cat was, which mm. I didn't until I looked this up. But I just thought this was such a it's cute exchange. Yeah. yeah. In Johnny's ITM, he says Gabby's the dopest girl he's ever met. I feel like that's as high praise as you're going to get from yeah. Johnny. Oh, yeah. As they chat, she says she can be her weirdest self with Johnny and that they've opened up a lot to each other. And now they walk 
across the sand to their conversation spot. <laughs> their conversation towel. Yeah. And as she walks in the cold water area, I thought this was so funny. She said something about being from Colorado. Whenever she feels cold things on her feet, she feels thirsty. And Johnny says, that's strange. That sounds like a you problem. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very funny moment. It was a very funny moment. And I'm so glad they kept it in. And isn't it great that we get these tidbits from Gabby? These like little specific Things that aren't like, oh, I love this journey and our yeah. connection is so well, great. That's why and I isn't think this it, beautiful? That's why I think it was A-Team. Because A-team. we got moments like this. It wasn't all the ge- same generic conversations over and over again. Yeah. Even with, uh, and then this was in the next episode, Rachel with Zach, when they're talking about his voice. Yeah. And she wanted him to do a high voice or whatever. Like these little moments yep. often feel like they're left on the editing room floor. And it felt like we just got more of them. It's not giving the audience enough credit. It's insulting our intelligence. Don't people want to see those things? Yeah. They want Why to be they shown the connection. Shown. Yes. Not yeah, told about not, it. Right. Thank you. <laughs> We're officially a broken record. Mm-hmm. They sit and chat and Gabby says she's grown to the point where she wants to make her relationship her full priority. And he says he's so into her, but the end result scares him. And then she says she's at a place where she's ready to be engaged. She doesn't drop it, basically. And he's like, are you asking me how I feel because we have a week left? (laughs) (laughs) I think they both are wink wink. They're like, we know this isn't happening. Let's end this amicably. Yeah. I do like that he rose to the occasion with this. He's like, are you asking me how I feel? Because we have like there was humor in it. But also he didn't force her to come out and be like, are you ready? Right. He says it's hard to think about and it's a battle in his head. He's pretty noncommittal. And finally, Mm -hmm. she needs to excuse herself for a bit. And when she comes back, she says she needs him to be honest with himself and with her. He says she's exactly who he would want, but he doesn't know if he can get to an engagement in the next week or so. It's not about how he feels about her, but he's just not ready. As much as he wants to hang out with her forever, he has to be honest. And Andy, you said he's got good breakup game. Oh, excellent. And it's over here. So Andy, you had a full paragraph here about why you thought this was such good breakup game. Would you rather Mm -hmm. I read this or that you just tell us all? Oh, you could read it. Saves me the trouble. Okay. So Andy, you said, wow, he's broken up with a lot of women, this guy. (laughs) In my best form, maybe I could pull that off. A perfect breakup. That's how you break up with a girl because now they're going to be friends. Mm -hmm. He did everything right. He made it seem more logistical. Clearly something was missing there, but he still made her feel like he really cared for her, which I think he actually did right down to him saying, there goes my girl at the very Mm. end, which maintains that friendly, goofy vibe. Genius, unquote. Well said from me (laughs) one night ago. (laughs) Yeah, you were really impressed with how he did this. I I felt unworthy. Like, I I wish I had him coaching me. Like, you know, (laughs) I don't know how he did that. That was incredible. Yeah, just like we said, we didn't feel like that was the first time Johnny ever made out with a girl while on his boat watching the sunset. It did not feel like the first time he's ever been non-committal to the point of ending a relationship for not being ready. And I'm not saying... I'm. I don't mean to use air quotes like I don't believe no. him. I do believe he's not ready. He's not ready. And also there was a sort of an understanding between him and Gabby that yeah. both of them knew. They were like, this is probably, you're the third guy. You're yeah. the third place guy. He knew it. Look, let's be honest. It's possible that he was just saving face, preempting an obvious elimination in the next rose ceremony, yeah. which is fine. But even so, 
still flawless. And to be <laughs> honest, to the point where I actually felt like I wasn't sure I liked Johnny because I was thinking that, God, this guy's broken up with a lot of women. <laughs> I can make me question his character. Uh, That's how good it was. It didn't feel like a first. No, I was like, whoa, this dude is a killer. I mean, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, even though the the context here was, of course, about an engagement, yeah. it felt like he's had this conversation many times with women who probably wanted to be exclusive. Yeah. And he was like, I'm just not ready. I, it's not you. It's the if, boat. If I, yeah. It's the boat. They get hooked in by the boat. <laughs> And then he's like, the too much. That's too much. <laughs> I'm out. And then he breaks up with it. It's incredible. The guys, he never skipped a beat. There was not one moment where he stumbled. Mm. Almost too good. Yeah. And, and it did end on a good, friendly, amicable note. Yeah. Like, it didn't I think feel, they're going to be friends. I do think so too. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, I guarantee they're going to be friends. So Gabby leaves now. And meanwhile, in her ITM, says that Eric and Jason have been able to validate her in ways she's never known she could ask for. Another statement that didn't age super well. Mm. Okay, so Jesse talks to Jason and asks if he's in love with Gabby. Jason says, um, I mean, I would say not quite there just yet. But I have strong feelings towards Gabby and hopefully it turns into something real after this. We marveled at his honesty. Mm. I mean, he certainly does not say what's expected of him. Yeah. Which I always have you know i always have a soft spot in my heart for people like that who manage to defy all the pressure and trust me there is pressure to say that you you are falling in love and that you do feel ready like you do feel pressure to keep up with all that so i like that about him but we'll we'll circle back I, yeah, to that <laughs> i feel like there's a truth slash breaking the fourth wall parabola yes. in the bachelor and yeah. he's now on the back of the hill yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. he's peaked and now I, it's getting like okay dude yeah, take it easy i totally agree yes i'm i'm trying to pace myself with getting yeah, to yeah. jason okay, but okay. yeah i totally agree jesse confirms he's not in a place right now where he could get engaged but could he get there and jason says he's just taking it day by day but truthfully, in two weeks, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Some more foreshadowing there. Yeah. Okay, so now it's the evening. Gabby is writing in her journal and says on her ITM that her heart is telling her both Jason and Eric are ready for an engagement. There's a knock at the door and there comes a card that says, I need to see you. I'll be waiting on the bridge. And Andy, you said, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> If only life could be so good. <laughs> oh, poor Mario. He really has become the butt of this season's jokes. Yeah, better than nothing. It's true. The airtime. He's gotten yeah. more airtime than he really ever yeah. earned. Oh, for sure. It turns out to be Eric on the bridge. Mm. Andy, you said, oh, that's pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. And even Gabby says, I thought you were going to be my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Eric says their date was amazing and he couldn't imagine the night part going any better. And now he can't imagine the girl he loves doing that with anybody uh. else. Andy, you said, God, men can be so tough and also such little babies. Mm-hmm. Gabby goes silent here. And he keeps saying he just wants her to know how he feels, where he's coming from, etc. Gabby doesn't seem thrilled. And he says, this is supposed to be positive. And she says, is it? He says it wasn't his intention to put her on the spot, and he just wants to tell her how he feels. Okay, so Gabby gets emotional here, and we we start to understand why Mm -hmm. she's not thrilled about this. Mm -hmm. She says that in the spirit of being honest, they talked about this off camera. 
She says she feels like they were able to have an honest conversation about it then. So he brought her here just to tell her that again. He says, no, that's not why he brought her here. Gabby's voiceover says that in the fantasy suite, Eric had said this week felt like she was cheating. And now she feels like they're rehashing that conversation and she's being pressured. I wrote, she is so attuned Mm -hmm. to the subtlest manipulation. It is really impressive. And look, I actually, I kind of, I want to get through it and then like give our thoughts at the end. So I don't want anyone to think that I think Eric was necessarily manipulating her. Mm -hmm. I just think that she's super attuned to it. Like this could have been, depending on how he handled her reaction, I could think that this was veering into manipulative territory but actually the way he handles it makes me not think that but i was just really amazed at how she didn't succumb to feeling like defensive and like she needed to appease him or say what he wanted to hear all that stuff right but i'm not saying it was it was intentional but he inadvertently did manipulate her because why does he have to say this staged in front of 2.45 million people. Yeah, yeah. no. Okay, so that's really what gets to the heart of this. I can see how you could look at this interaction and be like, well, he has a right to not want the woman he's going to propose to to sleep with anyone else. And then the other parties, the other side is going to be like, oh, well, she's the bachelorette and she went through it. She went through what he's going through. She was able to handle it. This is just the show that he signed up for. They're all adults who signed up for this experience and Mm -hmm. he knows what he signed up for. But I feel like what you're touching on is what is the key pieces of this puzzle, which is why did he bring it up again on camera? Right. When she felt like they hashed it out put as her much on as the they spot. needed to. Yeah, it kind of felt like, and I don't think he intended it for it to come off this way, but I could see her wheels spinning in the same way we watched Clayton's wheels spin when Susie, you remember on their overnight date, she yeah. was like, oh, if you've had sex with anyone yes. else, I want out. You saw him kind yeah. of spin like, what are you coming after here? Like, what's the ulterior motive? Mm-hmm. And we were, we thought that he thought that she wanted to be bachelorette and we ended up being right, by yeah. the way. Uh-huh. But in this case, it was a similar thing where you could see her wheels spinning. She's like, what are are you angling for if you're making a point of saying this again on camera? To me, if I was Gabby, I would have seen this immediately as a betrayal mm. of some sorts. Like what we had a thing and yeah. now you're it's almost you know what it's like it's it's not exact a direct parallel, but it's like let's say you badmouth someone, everyone badmouths everybody mm. all the time. But you don't expect the person you're badmouthing that person to to tell the person that you badmouth. Well, hopefully them. not. Yeah. I mean that's that's just poor form. Like if you say something similar, you're like, you know, I I she really like, you know, she talks too loud in restaurants, you know. <laughs> and then you and then you're all hanging out together and you're like, you know, Andy thinks you talk too loud in restaurants. <laughs> like Uh, yeah that's not cool you don't do that yeah but that's what he did kind of he was like let's take this to the public forum and see how it works yeah and why are you doing that you you're doing that for two reasons one was you want to be the bachelor which i don't think is the case i don't i don't want to think oh yeah because you want to create a a final drama to like eliminate yourself and then become the bachelor oh that's that's the evil i wasn't even thinking that that's too i'm not going there i don't think that's but but we always have to consider that for the lead in these final weeks something like this can be perceived and twisted in any way so the same way we saw clayton start to spiral i I think that gabby was actually within her right to sort of spiral because she's like what what's your end game what's the goal what are you trying to get out of this so actually as much as i didn't think of that that he might have been angling for bachelor or she might have perceived what he was doing to be him angling for bachelor you we shouldn't disregard that completely that option yeah 
And then what was the other point you were going to make? Well, the other point, it's, it's kind of complicated because you could see it in two ways. One is there was a lot of work that had to go into this process. Like someone had to write that card <laughs> and Eric, Eric, excuse me, had to approve said card yeah. and the process. Yeah. And who was the one who initiated that? Was it production? It was like, hey, Eric, you know, I know you're really upset if she sees someone else. You want us to do a thing where you like tell her? <laughs> and he's like, mm, all right, what do I get out of that? You're like, don't worry, you'll be fine. Or Eric was like, you know what? I I, I want to be, I, I need to tell her this. And Jesse's like, oh, God, I got a card. Hold on a second. I got, I got a, a card. card for this. And he gives him the card. Either way, it's just like, why are you going through all this work? Why is all this work being done mm. to rehash a very private and supposedly resolved conversation you mm. had in a fantasy suite. Yeah. What's the purpose? I cannot think of a non, fully non-nefarious purpose. That's that's my opinion. So, okay. So for me, I'm, and this is just, I'm going to always pull back the curtain a bit. I can't help but wonder if in an ITM, Eric was asked what they talked about. What did they sort out? You know, how did their relationship come to new heights, you know, right. behind closed doors? Sure. It, you know, it's easy to pinpoint then if it's your job to pinpoint such sure. things to figure out that maybe he wasn't fully satisfied with how that was ended, how that closed, how that mm. topic came yeah, to sure. a conclusion sure, behind okay. closed doors. And maybe he was encouraged to maybe mention it again. Yeah, but he he has right of first refusal. I, of course, he does, he's not I know. Forced I, I know. To go out I on never. The bridge, I, yeah. Neither. Whenever I say this stuff, I'm never intending to make it sound like the contestant was coerced or whatever. Yeah. But it is, you know, it's the power of suggestion. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just he blurted it out in this moment, which actually, based on how he reacts afterwards, makes me think that it's a real possibility. He he didn't even mean it. In that manipulative you know way. What, you know what might have happened? Talk about manipulation. Maybe the ma- manipulation was really on production side. They were like, you know what? Erich is really like having some jealousy issues. Let's give him this special extra meeting on the bridge. And I guarantee you. Oh, he likes it's he you like, know it's he, he totally possible it. it's totally possible and actually just even talking about the meeting on the bridge i'm realizing the parallels between eric and Susie on clayton's season right. she also had a card go to his place and he met her at the top of like a clock tower Ooh. and then uh, you know what i'm gonna go out there and say it i think eric wants to be the bachelor <laughs> I'm planting I, my oh, flag. No, I don't think so. I actually think he really no, is I'm into just her. Yeah. I really don't think okay. so. But he may be the bachelor. <laughs> if he is the bachelor, we're gonna. This is gonna be a, a, a video clip. <laughs> this will be picked out and, yes. and, and posted on Instagram later. Yeah. It's a very sloppy clip, but it'll it'll they'll get the point. Okay, so we've really already aired our thoughts on this, but I'll just quickly go through what ends up happening here. Gabby in her ITM says that he doesn't want her to have what they have with anybody else, but that's not for him to say. She says, quote, you're here knowing that I could have that with somebody else, unquote. Mm-hmm. I wrote, mm-hmm. she's kind of right. And she also went through this herself and managed mm-hmm. managed it, honestly. Yep. He says he can't pretend like he's cool with everything. And she's like, what do you want me to say? Do you need me to prove something? She says she's always as honest and open as she can be. And if he wants to get into it, they can get into it now. And he says, no, I really don't. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. He's the one that brought about the topic. But then he when she's realized like, he, he realized he was dealing with a real adversary. Like he thought she'd be like, oh, no, don't worry. I'm yeah, not yeah, sleeping yeah. with anybody else. Yeah. And she's like, uh-uh. 
I'm not doing this. And I probably won't sleep with anyone else, but I'm not going to have you tell me not to well, sleep with someone else. Exactly. And then he was like, oh, okay, back away. Okay, we're good. We're, everything's fine. Forget what I said. Yeah. Well, how he handled this, honestly, was very impressive, in my opinion. He yeah. did not retaliate no. once she... Correct. Yeah. And also, she did seem willing to get into it. And my favorite part of all is that Gabby actually hadn't slept with anyone else. I know. And she was not going to sleep with anyone else. Who knows? The Jason thing, we don't really know if things had gone differently there. They did not sleep together. (laughs) Sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I don't just, know if they slept. Period. You could a lot tell of that chatting, <laughs> a lot of very shitty, shitty level chatting. Yeah, I, it felt just like she was really hung up on the principle, which I really yeah, respect. A hundred percent. Yeah. If you really love me, you should have the confidence, even in this mm-hmm. format, to know that I'm going to make the right choice for us. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have the confidence that I love you that much, you should have the confidence as a man by yourself just to act properly in this situation. I'm only going to throw one more wrench into this. We have to also take into account the fact that Eric's father is as unwell right. at this time. Absolutely. Now, you know, now we know that he has passed, but at the time he was still alive and he was missing out on very valuable time with his father. And so it felt kind of like Eric was seeking some sort of a guarantee, yeah. which normally would not be cool. But in his particular case, you don't blame him. 100 percent. Yeah. And that's why I give him the full benefit oh, of totally. the doubt. Yeah. It was yeah. really it was one of those situations where I don't think we're siding with either person. No, it's just an interesting dynamic. It is. In other situations, we would side with one, one or, the or the other, yeah. Either way, Gabby performed excellently And so here. did, honestly, so did he. Yeah. Once she called him out on it, he did not try to gaslight her. He no. didn't try to blame her or have her defend herself, And he whatever. knew he had done something wrong. Yeah, you could he, tell he was sort of like a kid who had, you know, he had stolen cookies from the cookie jar. He got caught. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> fuck that up. I think if someone apologizes and admits that, you know, they don't really know why they did that or they regret having done it, you don't need to rake them over the coals. Like, I think that he... He had a moment of weakness where he wanted probably some validation. And in a way, it's one of the more beautiful aspects of this franchise. It's one of the most real parts of the whole process. It's like, it's all, everyone's like, oh, this is a game. They come and they're like, oh, I'll be on TV. Maybe, who knows? Maybe I'll have a girlfriend. I don't know. Who cares? It's fun. It's exciting. And then suddenly they get to the point where they're like, I don't want you sleeping with anybody else. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, this is real suddenly. And that's probably the most poignant aspect of the show is when that happens and it happens all the time Mm -hmm. no it's true i hate to say it it's kind of sick to say this but it is sort of fun to watch when someone gets like that because that's falling in love yes you're suddenly like super jealous yeah it's no longer a game yeah i still i do feel like i was robbed of that experience on my season (laughs) well you robbed yourself i (laughs) did yeah i just feel like because i never really reached that point on an emotional level I never really got to feel that bit of jealousy so I don't know how it would have affected me although I'm generally not a jealous person in a relationship so I don't know but you know maybe I would be if it were being dangled in front of me constantly the way it is for these contestants so I don't know I just I love watching this stuff this is is I I could try to make you jealous to give you that experience (laughs) it's it's, we're too far gone hall pass do I get the hall is the hall pass make you jealous Gabby in her ITM says, why doesn't he trust what we have? And Eric says he didn't mean for this to come off as some sort of ultimatum. He just needs her to know how he feels. And in her ITM, Gabby says she feels like he's testing her and it makes her question things. And then she appears to walk away, although I do wonder if her walking away that clip was reused. 
Mm. the first time she walked away. Mm, yeah. And then this is the cliffhanger ending of episode nine. <gasps> I have to admit, I was a little on the edge of my seat. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Did I fall for it? She seemed upset. I also was. It's too. easy now in retrospect to be like, oh, yeah, they were, it was just a little tiff that they got over easily. But at the time, I was like. <gasps> no, I, I actually I, I, I'm a little ashamed to admit <laughs> I kind of was like, oh, I got to see. I got to see this next episode. <laughs> yeah. See, a team. Yeah. They know what they're A-team, doing. Yeah. They got me. So episode. Wait, so I can't make you jealous anymore? <laughs> I just suddenly realized how sad that is. You can. I'm sure you can. That's really, that's the saddest thing ever. No, it's, you can. What are you talking about? No, I mean, I can, but it's like, like, it's almost like academic at this point. Like you're like, that's a thing that should make me jealous. So I'm going to be jealous. Is, is it real jealousy? Well, I think it just is a testament to how comfortable we are with each other and how much we know the other loves us. Right. If there was a real emotional connection with another girl, you'd be jealous. Yes. Okay. So the sex, you know. Yeah. Care, oh, right? yeah. <laughs> okay. Sweet. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> what you doing over there, Andy? A little ASMR. <laughs> Some CBD ASMR? Yeah. Yes. Is that nice? We love us, our feels CBD. Yeah. If we didn't put them to sleep already, this is going to do the job. <laughs> yeah, we love our feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your door. And let us all be reminded that CBD is not about what you feel, but it's about what you don't feel. Wouldn't it be nice to not feel stress or anxiety? Pain. Pain. CBD can really help with these things, especially yeah. if you dose correctly. And that's one of the reasons why I love feels because they also really hold your hand through dosage. Yeah, they do. It's <laughs> one, two, three lines. Yeah. And one on top of that, you have a CBD hotline where you can talk with an actual human being, a rarity in today's day and oh, age yeah, in yeah. the customer service world. And this person can talk you through the exact amount that you should take, whether your concern is pain, is anxiety or sleeplessness. <laughs> There, Andy goes, dropping some in right now. Mm. It actually does taste kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, and it also, in addition to oil, comes in these handy-dandy mints that I carry around with me in my purse. Can I do some ASMR with this? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very I think you should shake it. Shake it. Yeah. Give it a better shake than that. That's too much shaking. <laughs> Anyway, I love the peppermints. They taste delicious and they really just sort of take that edge off when you, for me, it's an anxiety thing and a sleeplessness thing. For me, it's a centering thing. Self-care has never been easier than with a Feels monthly membership. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Shandy and you'll get 40% taken off your first three months plus free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Shandy become a member and get 40% automatically taken off your first three months plus free shipping. Again, that's feels F E A L S.com slash Shandy. Okay. So episode 10. So fantasy suites part two picks up back in Riviera Maya. And all we hear is crickets at the top of this episode. Mm-hmm. Eric reveals he brought up something he initially brought up in confidence and in privacy. And he says he lost trust in them and her. And he says he fucked up and he got in his head and wishes he didn't. So Eric is falling on his sword very readily here. Gabby returns and embraces him. I do love how Gabby handles these. She's just so good at handling fights. Yeah. And fights, I don't even know if that's the right word, but just misunderstandings. Conflict. Yeah, conflict. conflict. Thank you. She goes in with a hug. She's not adversarial. You know what Gabby is? 
I think Gabby is a very good girlfriend. I agree with that. I, w- I mean, I want to date Gabby. I like, feel like yeah. we would handle all conflict so productively. Why are you dating Gabby and I'm not dating Gabby? <laughs> Both of us have crushes on Gabby now. Okay. Right. So she returns and embraces him. She says she sometimes needs a second. Mm-hmm. She knows herself. Yeah. She says since they had talked about it multiple times, just the two of them, she didn't know if he did want her to say something. I thought this meant, does this mean that he maybe wanted her to own up to whether or not she had slept with anyone right. else? Right, right. That's yeah, how yeah. I took this yeah. to mean. Mm-hmm. She says she thinks his heart is in the right place, but she's worked her ass off for there to be no question on making these decisions. And he says it was a moment of insecurity. Gabby is kind of expressionless here. She looks exhausted, I wrote. And Mm. he breaks down now and apologizes and the scene ends there. So I wrote, I'm torn on this. I, I don't think either of them are fully right or fully wrong. Right? I think yeah. his, his family situation complicates things here. Yeah. And I think he's within his right to, I don't, it's not to, to demand a guarantee, but you can understand why he would feel the way he does. Eric stepped in it a little bit and he pulled himself out gracefully. Yes. Gabby, from beginning to end, performed at a level of excellence, as always. A level of excellence, yeah. I said she has a right to explore her relationships in full as much as every other lead has. And she has a right for her partner to trust that she's going to do the right thing regardless. Yeah, and a right to have her partner trust that she wouldn't keep him that far along given his family situation unless she really saw it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Got to the bottom of that one. (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) Okay, so now it's the next day and Gabby chats with Jesse. Jesse really working overtime in fantasy suites. I mean, Jesse has become the host of The Bachelorette. He talks to everyone so much more than Chris Harrison did at this point. This is what I'll say about Chris Harrison. I think Chris Harrison was a little better in the non-emotional parts of the show. And Jesse is way better in the emotional parts. Wait, I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah. I really feel like he's talking to a friend. Like, yeah. I look at the expression Jesse says when he sits down with Tino or with Gabby or whomever, and he just has this concerned, sincere-looking face on. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> a face I, no, on. I don't but you know what I mean? Like, I believe that he really cares and is concerned. For, I don't Maybe I'm falling for, for it. For better or worse, I believe it, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's the difference between going to, like, a senator and asking him to fix the water problem in your town yeah. and going to, like, a water uh, conservation, uh, I don't know, water expert person. <laughs> what do you call that? A hydrologist? <laughs> I don't know. Someone who cares about clean water okay. more than a senator. Okay, okay. Yeah. Wait, so the senator is Chris Harrison. The senator is like... You know what? I will help you yes. fix this water problem. Yeah. And he's like, and what we love uh, in in this office is we love supporters, people who support our campaigns yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and help us get to where we need to get to help you yeah. help yourself with your water problem, if you get what I mean. <laughs> so that's the senator. The other the hydrologist is like, yeah, you've got a problem with your water. I'm going to work overtime. I'm going to spend some nights mm-hmm. at the office. I'm going to help you clean your water. Yeah. And even and when you start to break down about how your water's really yeah. affecting your personal life and how you can't live your life and you're really stressed out, he's yeah. there to listen to you too. Yeah, he's like, the senator's like, I'm dealing with a sex assault scandal. He's like, I care about your stupid water. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Hold on a second. People are watching. Yeah. Your water's a problem. Yeah, yeah. We're going to fix it. It's so true. Wow. Wow. We like Jesse. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about I him. I forgot we were talking about Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting really into this senator hydrologist. Shayna. Yeah. 
Okay, so Gabby chats with Jesse, who is working overtime. Mm -hmm. She says that what bothers her is that Eric had already brought this up, and she felt like she was being pressured to make a decision. And she says she knows herself and knows she needs a lot of space to think. She starts to cry now and says that she and Eric have gone through so much, but they don't communicate the best. Okay, so now it's Jason's overnight date. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Are you are you dreading this one? I feel like you're excited to talk about this one. It's a both. This is. Can the- you be excited and dreading? You can. <laughs> you can. Going into it, Gabby admits that she is falling in love with Jason and that she doesn't question his intentions. And the music is definitely more ominous as we hear Jason say once again that he is not ready for an engagement. This is as he's heading into the date. They greet and make out, and we hear her say she's excited for that date since she knows how private he is. So mm-hmm. the theme is we need to get to the fantasy suite because you're so private. Yeah, finally we get a moment yeah. to, to where we you don't you can be totally unprivate. Yeah. yeah. The, or, the, or totally private. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you get my point. Yeah, you can be totally unprivate in private. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. They play tennis, and this is super, super yeah. cute. Again, this was some A-game editing, in my humble uh, opinion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She says, oh my God, I'm so good, when she does a good <laughs> shot. They're really cute together. Oh. They're just adorably goofy. She's yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my crush was continued yeah. to be solidified through yeah. this date. And as they made out here on the court, I caught myself smiling goofily watching them. I was like, and then I caught myself and felt self conscious until I looked over at you and I caught you doing the same thing. You were like, <laughs> guilty as charged. Yeah, we got into this, yeah. which made what came next all the more a rude awakening they head to the pool now and editing of course makes it seem like they're within earshot of eric's room yeah eric is on his balcony doing b-roll looking pensive Mm. and distraught (laughs) yeah and of course they have this like background sound of gabby laughing in the pool but do i think that that he could actually hear them no jason says his mother really liked gabby and he says it's a strange thing how being with her is so normal. Interestingly worded. As they make out, Gabby says in her ITM that she hopes that evening that they can talk about their feelings more. (laughs) 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 This made me think of myself, actually, because sometimes I do this with Andy, if anyone's wondering. Sometimes I'll be like, it's been a while since we've talked about feelings. I just want to talk about feelings. Oh, crap! (laughs) No! No, but you always take it so well. No, I like talking about feelings sometimes. As long as it's not every single day. No, and it's not. Yeah. I would actually say it's once every couple of months. Oh, yeah. You're I, good about not talking about feelings for a long time. And we talk about feelings every day. Like yeah, we say we ways. love each other yeah. every day, at least 10, 15 times <laughs> a gross. day. But we also just say how we feel about things in general. Yeah. But once in a while, when I'm kind of emotional or just yeah. having a hard time, I'm like, I really want to talk about feelings. No, well, that that's the thing. You you bring it up so infrequently that when you do, I'm like excited to talk about feelings. I'm like, ooh, feelings? <laughs> oh, so you're not like, no. Yeah, no, I'm I, not. I, I was joking. I, That's a joke. Jest. Uh Jest, I think. So it's the evening now and heading into it, the most we can get out of Jason in his ITM is, quote, there are real feelings here. (laughs) Like what feelings? What feelings? That's a great question, Andy. Indifference is a feeling. He reveals he plans on telling her that he's not ready for an engagement. And tonight's the first night where he can really share where he's at. 
You know, there's a lot of self-importance here. Oh my God, How you long? took the words out of my oh, mouth. You were gonna no, s- say what you're going to say. That literally the next line in my notes is, this feels very him-centric to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah okay. say, say what you're saying. So that yeah. must mean it's very true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we both feel we the both same two way, Two people agree. Sure. That's it. It's over. Fact. <laughs> Who does he think he is? Who do, He thinks he's the star of the show. I mean, I don't think he thinks that way, but it does come off that way i wrote it's like he hasn't considered her feelings for him for him to have gotten this far and have had the luxury to take his time in coming to this conclusion that's the thing yes it's about him yeah that's how it feels it's just him it's his journey that's how it feels so they agree that it was a great day and it was so easy together gabby asks how it's been since seeing his family and he says it's tough it was like a tease and he's been there for a week now just by himself and he says it's been very challenging for him and she emphasizes how happy she is that he's still there it means a lot to her she gives him a ton too much of positive reinforcement you know i don't know how i didn't see it earlier but it really all came into focus on this date where's his understanding of what she's going through like, you get the sense from Eric, that especially when he comes around about the whole the saga that just wrapped, he's like, I don't think I took into account enough what she's going through. And once in a while, you'll get a contestant who makes it really far in this show, and you're like, oh my God, you haven't thought, you haven't put yourself in their shoes once. Yeah. Which is very off-putting. And, we'll keep- and, and it makes me feel like a jerk for thinking he's such a sympathetic character. <laughs> I was sold. Well, we're, we've I was been, sold to Brooklyn Bridge with Jason. We have been Jason supporters all season. And I, I, I want to come at this as unbiasedly as possible, but this is not a great look. I feel him. as scorned as Gabby by Jason. <laughs> scorned. So he says he wants to be totally transparent with her. He says he's into her. When he's with her, he feels he's having the best days ever. He knows what the expectation is, but to be fully transparent, he's just not there yet. And because in this environment, he's constantly in his head, wondering what's real, what's not. He just doesn't think he can get to the point of being ready in seven days. By the way, this verbatim could be what I thought in my experience. I just want to get that out of the way. Jason is me. I am Jason. I was Jason on my season. Right. And what did you do? You self-eliminated like a gentleman, woman, (laughs) woman. Well... I just want to focus a bit first on some of the fourth wall here and how much he's emphasizing how he cannot be himself in this setting. And it makes him question his own reality, how much is real, how much her feelings are real, how much his feelings are real. And I just, I want to first, before we really tear in. Huh. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're a bull I'm right like, now. I'm, I'm like that Rottweiler where they have the steak. He's like really well trained. And the guy's holding the steak and it's just like drool coming yeah. out of its mouth. And he's just sitting there he's like. <sighs> All I'm saying is that I feel for Jason's in his headness. I was I was this person. I yeah. was this type of contestant where I didn't trust the powers that be. I didn't trust my producers. When they would tell me something would happen, I'd be like, is that actually going to happen? I was just paranoid and not trusting of everything all the time. Yeah. Down to the point where I was convinced that Juan Pablo was told to give me the first impression, Rose. I thought that he was told to just to give me all the positive reinforcement. I just didn't buy anything. And so I want to first get that out of the way that I respect that Jason was going through what he was going through. I understand how a skeptic and a realist, to use his own word, could could feel that way. But we'll keep going. Gabby says she knows how hard it is for him, that it's a big expectation, but she wants to know if he's at a place in his life where he can see her, specifically her, 
in his future. And he says that's hard to know within this bubble that she doesn't know him completely and he feels like he doesn't know her. That's pretty... I under again, I can understand why he questions his reality, but this felt like it was slightly designed to hurt her. Yeah, but also, did he think he was he knew the situation? He's been toting this narrative from the middle of the season on. Mm-hmm. Like, did he think that in the next two weeks he was going to completely well, know okay. her? Totally. OK, OK. Sorry. Hold, <laughs> hold that thought. We'll get there. She says he has to see if he can lean into that hopeless romanticism. And he says... I'm a realist. Then get off the show in, <laughs> in episode five. He says it's not that he thinks it's not real, but it's hard for him to feel at ease with the cameras and microphones and stuff. And I, I always have to point out fourth wall breakage. I just love it when someone will address this. Yeah. It is the elephant in the room. Yes. And I always find it almost a little off-putting if someone's too comfortable with it. But it does feel like it's all about him. It's this is late my issue. in the game, it too. Is, yeah. It's like you take like like a, you get take an Uber to the airport. Mm-hmm. And like in the middle of the ride, the Uber's like, you know what? I, I'm going <laughs> to drop you off in the middle of the highway. It's okay. You walk from here. It's good. But I was like, but you're an Uber driver and I paid you. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to walk to the airport. Yeah. And also you, by, by you taking that Uber in the first place, you missed out on many other Ubers. Exactly. I could have taken a lift i could have taken a yellow i could have biked there yes. could have helicoptered there mm-hmm. the subway well let's <laughs> not get crazy gabby says it's hard to hear him say that he doesn't know her like where do they go from here and he just continues to stare at her and so she gets up and leaves with her producer now gabby says there's a piece of her that had wanted him to quote play along for a fucking second yes thank you i wrote i get this wholeheartedly he went too far yes in the opposite direction he went over the parabola of of, uh fourth wall breakage yes and of generally being skeptical of the entire process it's one thing to be skeptical but there comes a point where why are you still there if you're so skeptical that still here yeah you dragged her to the very end. The only thing you can think is that he wanted screen time. And I don't see him as that guy, no. but he ended up being that guy. It's true. Andy, you said that you felt Jason should have self-exited and you thought he had been planning this for a long time. Yeah. He finds her now and they talk in what probably feels like private. Like she's in a courtyard and he comes and finds her and the, the cameras are hidden. And I think this is all strategic and rightfully so because it seems like he can't function when cameras are visibly in front of him. And he he says he was really about to leave and that was an amazing day and he wants to build on that. And we were like, huh? So he wants to stay now. He says he can picture them getting to that point in real life. He says he feels a unique connection that he hasn't felt in a while. He says a lot about how much she means to him, how she just gets it, etc. And Andy, you said he's not saying anything. Zero. Gabby responds to this with a kiss. Mm. And in her ITM, she says she's confused, but she's not ready to let this go yet because she knows how precious what they have is. They return to dinner where they chat again. And she says she seemed upset because she cares and thought it might be the end. And his vague expression suggests surprise. Like he seems surprised that she thought it was the end. Like what was he expecting? I mean, you're you're using a very fine tooth comb to figure out what emotion he's expressing. <laughs> I mean, there's like literally he's got a range. It's like it's like like a millimeter. Like here, this is a range of Jason's. Okay, okay so do happiness. OK, now you're confused. <laughs> OK, now you are questioning your reality. 
you feel love. <laughs> you feel awkward with cameras in your face. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> Jason, ladies and gentlemen. I said we were marveling at how expressionless he is, and Andy couldn't decide whether he's the most sincere guy in the world or a serial killer. <laughs> They finally agree that the fantasy suite is what they need because it always comes back to him needing to be in private and they make out. Okay, so before we move on to the next morning, I do want to touch on what you said, which is like, get out of there. If if you can't ever reach the point, like leave the point of being skeptical or cynical or just too much of a realist, if you can't leave that behind, then leave. And this is a lot coming from me because I endured weeks of being told to get off the show. Mm. I was, like I said, I was Jason. Jason was me. I got for weeks. Why is she still there? Just leave already. And so it's with a very heavy heart that I agree with you because I think that he took this too far. I don't know if he had seen the show before or what, like he has to know at this point that he's final three for her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know about Johnny. I don't think. Like, how can you let it get to the point where she's debating between just you and one or two other people? And he didn't—he has literally not moved the needle from episode four with barely. her. Barely, yes. What's changed? She's, if anything, it's less. He's like, <laughs> he had great ties with her and he's not into it more than he used to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the looming deadline, like there's, a, there's pressure. He feels the pressure coming from the back end. And I un- totally understand that. But in that case, you do need to sort of admit it to yourself. So go through the motions. Be like, you know what? Dude, pull a Juan Pablo from your season. Be yeah. like, I'm, well, it's reversed, but whatever. Just be like, I'm, I'm going to go to the end with you, but I don't want to get engaged. I just want to have a relationship with you. Just pull something like well, that. Well, that's what it felt like he wasn't even able to do that. And that's yeah. what was really messed up is it wasn't as much about the process. He made it about the process. But at the end of the day, when she's like, but what about me? Yeah. Can you picture things with me? He doesn't even tell her what she wants to hear to that. And it was only when she left that he was like, oh, actually, I do kind of want to see where things go. It's like, well, which is it? I got to be honest, this guy, like what happened between the the middle episodes and the end that changed his mind so drastically? Nothing. If anything, Gabby endeared him more. I think, and this is not a flattering thing I'm about to say, but I think that Jason is extremely... This was all about him, as we said. He's very him-centric. He's just been paying attention to his own feelings, whether or not he can get to a place of of getting down on one knee. He hasn't for one fucking second thought, oh, Gabby has turned away other options and has put... more eggs in my basket than others that she might have put eggs into if I were not leading her on. We allowed his real, reserved, and kind of shy and awkward ways cloud the fact that I think Jason is super self-absorbed. Well, at least in this setting, and I also want to add to the mix, the fact that you're definitely encouraged to be that way. It's no secret that when people come off this show, they tend to be a little self-absorbed for a while because Mm. you've just been having hours a day in an ITM room with a producer just asking you all about your feelings all the time. But just to play devil's advocate, I remember clearly being asked, this was week before hometown week, and I was pretty darn sure I was going to get a hometown if I did not leave. And I was asked in an ITM room, can you picture yourself introducing Juan Pablo to your parents as a potential husband? That was the exact quote I was asked. I'm sorry, I don't picture the script veering too far off that in the last seven years. And I was like, no, I can't. Jason is an investment banker. (laughs) 
What does that mean? Uh, let it sit there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's the next morning. And, Andy, it was a very big moment. Do you know what I'm about to touch on? Yes. Okay, and I just want to first address the fact that when we talked about Word Watch last week, we didn't know that there would be two back-to-back yeah, episodes. So we're counting the two episodes together. Of course. Basically, you had four hours to work with to earn a devastated. And for those of you who hopped on board, who joined Andy, we're rewarded because Gabby says, Waking up, I'm, I'm hurt and I'm devastated. Yay! <laughs> No, please. please. <laughs> Andy was very excited. We paused, we rerounded it, and yeah, we enjoyed it yell. all over again. I, did. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously. So Gabby reveals behind closed doors, they talked in circles and couldn't agree on how things would go. And honestly, she ran out of patience. Mm. She had said, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And Jason had said, yeah, definitely. And uh. she says, like, when were you going to tell me that? She says that in her ITM. And she says she left to give it space. And right before she had left the room, he had said, this is it then. And so she visits Jason to chat. And she has a real, I really like this about her. Like when she closes the door on something, she's done. Oh, yeah. It's a real like powerful moment. Yeah, she knows she's she's like, it's like like, lights a match and throws it behind her and the whole place (laughs) blows up. Totally. It had that feeling. She was wearing that fabulous orange two-piece set and she was just like. Yeah, it was she was done. Yeah. She says her mind has kind of been spinning. Like, what were they doing all these weeks? That's a great question. Like, what did he think was the point of all this? She says he was willing to be there and to participate. And she took that as him at least seeing this going somewhere week after week. But he revealed last night he questions if this is real at all. And he can't picture her in the outside world. Jason says outside world. How did he not picture her in the outside world now, but he pictured her in the outside world last episode? Well, yeah, he kind of waffles back and forth, doesn't he? Uh, I I look, I have, I do have a heart for people who are in their head this much because I, I, like I said, I, know, I, I relate. But it gets to a point where it goes over the hump. Yes, and it becomes self-obsessed. In my yeah. opinion, it becomes about all about you and not about the other person. The reason he's faced with this predicament is because she liked him so yeah. much. How could he not realize that connection? I think he was intoxicated by her like of him. Yes. And that is actually something I've touched on a lot in my recaps is the I think a lot of contestants fall in love with the idea of being special. Yeah. I know I felt it when I got that first impression, Rose. I was like, "Hmm?" with Juan Pablo, I was like, oh, of course, I feel so special. He sees something in me that he doesn't see in anyone else here. I see him differently now. Like, how can you not? It's just plays into your ego, right. really. And I think he's been kind of getting off on feeling so special week after week. Right. It's been about him. Yes. Okay. Jason says he truly needed that time to know he couldn't do this. And he wants what's best for her. He is once again, completely expressionless as he says this. He apologizes and she's like, do not apologize. She says it doesn't lessen the blow. She wants to be with someone who wants to be with her. And he says he was fighting for this. And Gabby, and what I think is the mic drop moment of the entire two-part fantasy suite special, she disagrees and says she's been fighting and he's been following her lead. Yep. 
He says he only just got this clarity when they were up there, meaning up in the fancy suite. And she says, I truly want you to realize I've been led on. She's so good in the moment. I said his lack of emotion is really, really, really unbecoming. It feels like he just wanted this experience and she was a vehicle to make it happen. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah. It feels like he was told to go on The Bachelorette. And he's like, OK. And then he's just sort of like going, br being brought further and further along. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, engagement. Oh, wait, I'm one of the last few. This is actually a possibility of happening. Oh, OK, no. Yeah. He saw it as like an amusement park ride where like you go on this big loop and you're going around and then suddenly he gets to the end and he realizes you shoot right off the end <laughs> and it's like a 50 foot drop into a pond. He's like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. We may or may not have just watched Class Action Park. Highly recommend. As Gabby leaves in her voiceover, she says she feels so stupid. She says she thought she knew him and she tried so hard not to be reckless with other people. And then he was reckless with her. I completely agree. I agree. And she says he never loved her. So what were they doing? And Andy, you said, yeah, what was he doing? You were very upset. <laughs> and Gabby wonders now if she's too broken for anyone to love. This is this is very disappointing. Mm. You know, she's been very patient with him, like very yeah. understanding. And I think if anything, it endeared her to him that he was as uncomfortable as he was. But it really seems like, oh, that's actually where he lives. Like he was never going to get over that. I, part of me feels like he was like, I can, uh, my excuse will be that the fantasy suite wasn't, didn't live up to what I needed. Okay. Like I honestly think he's like, I'll get to the fantasy suite. And then after that, I'll be like, oh no, I, I finally had private time and it wasn't good. I'm yeah. out. Like he's doing this to himself. Like mm. I shouldn't be having these thoughts about Jason. But now I think that. Mm. I think that he planned the whole thing. Fantasy suite happens, I get my private time with her, and I make that the excuse that it never was to be. I kind of get more the impression that he was just sort of like riding this out without a real plan. Mm. But again, that comes back to his disregard. Like she said, he was so reckless with her feelings. Yeah, He I just saw her as an object on this journey of his journey, yeah. his amazing journey. And she, he got an amazing journey out of this. Like, the, he, what a cool experience he got to have. Yeah. The irony is, of all the guys, Jason may have seen this as a game more than anybody. I, I mean, I can't believe. Yes, you're right. Well, like, we, we're making fun of other contestants and like, oh, like Tyler is trying to get what he can out of this. I agree. Yeah. I think Jason was like, OK, I'm along for the ride. Yeah. You know, my, my, my mom and sister watched this show. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he saw this as like, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's like, sure. Why not? You, you only live once. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fooled us all. OK, so now it's back to Rachel now. And as she recaps her relationships, Andy, you said no complications here. Don't, don't, don't. So it's Zach's overnight now. And as they head into a tequila tasting, Andy, you said no one tastes tequila. <laughs> no. Anyone who says they like the taste of tequila, I know is full of shit. <laughs> I have many friends who love tequila. Then they're full of shit. Your friends are all full of shit. <laughs> Rachel says she doesn't need to ask if Zach is ready. She knows it. She says his family was the most welcoming. And now they talk about his parents, how well they get along. And they talk about his booming voice. And she asks him to say something high. And he squeaks, is this high enough for you? She dies at this. Yeah. Like, she really finds this funny. And Andy, you said she's got a low bar for slapstick. Yeah. Can you imagine if she slipped on a banana peel? She'd lose her <laughs> shit. <laughs> He does have a very nice voice, I will say. No, he does. Yeah. A beautiful radio voice. The voice runs in the family. 
It does. He's got the Warburton voice. They go shopping and eat grasshoppers and they mm. get their tarot cards read. And the tarot card reader says that Zach's been waiting for Rachel to feel the same. And that Rachel needs to stop worrying about the past, a.k.a. Clayton season, and that a life with Zach. Zach. <laughs> not everybody. It's not everybody. Just Terry. A life with Zach would be <laughs> wonderful. And in the evening now, Rachel says she still feels feelings of failure from Clayton's season, and that's been bleeding into this week. And she was a bit off that day, and Zach says, I didn't notice Mm. that you were off. He says that what Clayton did to her is the worst thing a man can do. Yep. And he's in love with her, and what's to come excites him. And we said, ding, 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 because Zach always says the right thing. Always. Obviously, she loves all this. And in his ITM, Zach says he wants the woman he's with to feel safe and protected. And I wrote, sometimes I feel like he's too good to be true. Yeah. Rachel gives him the fantasy suite card, and Zach, of course, accepts. And they head to the suite, make out a lot, and that is that. And now it's the next morning. They toast their coffee, and the vibe is instantly weird, we noted. Mm. There's no music, and we learned that they were up very late talking. They talked about a lot of things. Mm. And she says that he, quote, handled it well, whatever it is. Classic fantasy. (laughs) And he says it's a lot to digest. Again, what's it? Hmm. I wrote, handled what well? What is it? (laughs) As he goes to leave, Zach reveals that they talked about religion and politics and all of that stuff. And she brought up her fear that he's not ready for marriage at this young age. And she was adamant about it and wouldn't drop it. And he says it felt like they were two strangers. And I wrote, what? 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 (laughs) Sorry, I had a burp. (laughs) (laughs) First things first. Something must have gone really awry in that religion and politics discussion because this whole thing turned on a dime. Mm -hmm. Unless, and I don't want to believe this, unless Rachel was bullshitting us the whole time with Zach. I don't think that's true. I think she had feelings for Zach. Yes. So what happened in that fantasy suite? I think they touched on some hot topics and they did not agree. There was no sexy time after that. But why wouldn't they just tell us that? Because that's a weird thing to talk about. Yeah, well, The Bachelor loves to stay away from religion. Well, not religion, but they love to stay away from politics. It did seem weird that they wouldn't at least make it about their disagreement, even without going into detail. Instead, it became all about his age. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense, especially since, as he says to Jesse later, she's only a tiny bit older than him. It's not like she's Gabby's age and he's 25. I mean, I will give Rachel the benefit of the doubt. And he is young. Yeah. He is young by any stretch to but get it's not engaged. Like he's However, suddenly younger than he has been. He's for the last always been that weeks. age yes, since they exactly. met. He hasn't a, he yeah. hasn't gotten younger since yeah. they met. So I think something weird happened with politics in that fantasy. I know I'm going out on a, on a limb with that. I mean, the idea of politics being a reason why you couldn't really see a future with someone is not that far fetched. No, I actually read somewhere recently that 90 whatever percent of young people say they could not date someone who disagrees with them yeah. on politics, especially nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is very polarizing. Yeah. So I actually think that that's the most likely thing. I think I you're right. strongly agree. And remember, <laughs> you agree with yourself. I strongly agree. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, as always. But remember this. There is no other time during this show where they can talk about politics or have talked about politics. I think that it's unlikely that these two did, but you're not told not to. I understand, but I don't think that that was discussed. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't seem like something that would be discussed by Rachel anyway. Mm. She doesn't seem like the type to bring up politics on this show, in mm. this in this venue. That's my opinion. Okay. In the fantasy suite, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But we're betting on a horse. 
What horse? Politics. Yes. If it comes down to it, if we're betting on one horse, it's politics. Yeah. Agreed. And Zach now chats with Jesse. Zach immediately cries here. He says he's completely lost right now. That every moment they'd shared was so easy, fun, and they clicked. And he says things were immediately different in the fantasy suite. The feeling. She was different. He was different. And when the cameras were away, she felt inauthentic. He says her major concern was his age, and he felt blindsided about this. And he continues to cry and says he saw something with her. And in general, it sounds like he's talking about them in the past tense, like it's suddenly over. And it ends with Zach saying he needs answers to accept a rose from Rachel. We were just so confused by this. this is what we're missing say. a piece of this puzzle. Z- they are keeping something from us. Zach's ire suggests that he, I, I, and I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt too much, but it suggests that he's in the right somehow in this, meaning he is the one who's more blindsided by this. Mm. Does that make sense? I mean, it's impossible to know, but he's also the one being just more vocal about it. Like she, you can get the impression that Rachel's like, are we on the same page? Like you handled it well, like, okay. And it's, it felt more like she's like, let's keep up appearances. We don't need to talk about this. Are we good? Okay. We're good. Mm. Meanwhile, he's, so it's easy to side with him if she's not talking about her side of the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which she's not. According to her, she's like, everything's fine. But, but she knows it's not fine. She's just saying that to just get through it. She wants it to be over with. She's like, you're not winning. Mm-hmm. We had our little spat, whatever happened in the fantasy suite. Let's just move on. Like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I'm dying to know what happened. What was discussed? You, what the, did he handle so well? I think it was politics. I think they had a big disagreement. What the, there's age? What the <laughs> hell does that mean? I know. If he was really who she wanted to be with forever, but what uh, happened? one in, year would not make What happened break. in the fantasy suite that suddenly made her think he was too immature? Was he just like making fart jokes the whole time? Like what happened in that Maybe fantasy suite? Maybe they had suite? really bad physical chemistry. I mean, that's the obvious answer. Yes. But I don't buy that. Even if it were bad physically... Like they weren't compatible or there was just like, I don't know, an unpleasant surprise in some way. It would still just need to be the catalyst because yeah. why would she say you handled it well? It. What's it? Is it possible that he, he wasn't able to? Uh, I can't say that, right? <laughs> I mean, that isn't it. This is as big as it as there ever was. Okay, so now it's a commercial and Gabby says she's overwhelmed and only Eric is left and she's scared she's going to leave there alone. Meanwhile, heading into the rose ceremony, Tino's voiceover says that his overnight was perfection. And this is, by the way, as he's gazing into the mirror, he's like... <laughs> Drove it he's deep like, to center field. My favorite is he's primping looking in the mirror and his voice is saying, my overnight was perfection. And I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, give that to the editors. Yeah. You do feel like the editors like Tino. Oh, yeah. Like they're kind of making fun yeah, of him, yeah, having yeah. fun with him. Yeah. So now it's the rose ceremony and heading into it, Zach says that he felt the love building and all of that went away in one night. And he feels sick to his stomach. And he says that they had the most inauthentic conversation they'd ever had. We just keep learning more and more and more about this date. She was putting on a front. She she was inauthentic. They talked about religion and politics and other stuff. And that he handled something well, whatever that is. And now even heading into the rose ceremony, Jesse asks, what did the overnight date do for their relationship? And Avon said, it grew a lot. <laughs> and Andy, you said, how much did it grow? How big? <laughs> Rachel arrives and she seems in good spirits. 
Jesse says Gabby will not be joining her at the rose ceremony, and she's the only bachelorette there. And we had to note how this has been edited strategically in previews to make it sound like Gabby leaves the experience. Mm -hmm. Literally in the previews, they're like, you're the only bachelorette here. the worst cheese in Mexico. Total BS. (laughs) And he says it's just because they're on their own individual journeys. Rachel arrives and gives her speech about how thankful she is for her gentleman there and how wonderful her week was. And there's lots and lots and lots and lots of buildup until finally Zach asks to speak with her, which is a big cliffhanger. Meanwhile, Gabby says that she needs to talk with Eric and she knows what she deserves. Eric is feeling remorse for not considering how hard this is on her and for harping on something that bothered him. Notice the contrast between that and Jason, mm-hmm. who doesn't think about her at all, apparently. Yep. Gabby is on her way to visiting Eric. And the tone is kind of weird. Like, we're not really sure whether she's going to end things or tell him he's the only one there. But once we saw her outfit, Mm. Andy, you and I were like, oh. Oh, she ain't ending nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was wearing this cute, fine little miniskirt Mm. and this open back. chains in the back. Yeah, chain back top. Yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, Yeah, no. This isn't an ending outfit. (laughs) This is a new beginning outfit. She says she was so upset because it felt like, why doesn't he trust us? And she tells Erich she really needed alone time with Jason because he's such a private person. But that experience ended up being a lesson in her knowing what she deserves. And Erich has taught her it's okay to feel safe and wanted and loved. And she reveals it's only him who's left. And he's elated and they make out. And she tells him he makes her feel so safe and there's no point in a rose ceremony since it's only him. And Andy, you said Erich got his wish. Yep. He's happy now. Yeah. No other boning. Yeah. (laughs) No other boning and things are smooth sailing for them to the end. Got nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Zero. Nada. (laughs) So meanwhile, we're back to Zach and it's a cliffhanger. It's like he's about to talk to Rachel and then we get a commercial and all of a sudden we see Jesse Uh in that studio. But the studio is not put together. He's Mm. in L.A. and he says he needs the ladies there for him to show what happens next and next week will be the most shocking life finale of all time and that brings us to the end of four hours of top tier television i I say that in jest but actually i really was was invested yeah i was was as good as this gets yeah seriously yeah not as many funny moments as i would like but there was definitely like i was on the edge of my seat yeah so do we have any further thoughts that we haven't fleshed out already about i I, the only thing i want to know is what it was i mean it what he handled well. Yeah, what was And it? what was a lot for him to digest. And what made the conversation so inauthentic, according to him. Yeah. We'll probably never know. I have my theories. Well, one thing we can all agree on is that the age thing alone is not that's a, what that, it was. That's a Trojan horse. Yes. That's not. Well, that's they needed something to edit into explain everything yeah. and so they just focused on the age thing. Yeah. He's too young. She thinks he's too young. That's not she it. wouldn't drop it. That, that is, is so not, not it. it. We're not buying it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, so Andy, that brings us to your A game. Did you want to bring it back? I felt like you did. Yeah. There were two contenders for your A A game. Tino's handling of his family situation Mm -hmm. with Rachel. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. And (laughs) cool. And um, Johnny's immaculate breakup. (laughs) Just, I mean, professional level. I was in awe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his first rodeo. No. But it did feel sincere, nonetheless, which is why I guess it was good game. That's what a professional does. And Tino, like, I, I gotta say, I saw him differently, the way he was just like, 
I don't care what my parents think. They'll no. get they'll get over it. They'll handle it. There's not a world in which they won't. I know I like you. I know this is what I want. That's, Didn't miss a beat. That's pretty honestly as a woman, like that's sexy. It's like uh, good. Yep. You know what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not controlled by anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Okay. So for the word watch, Andy. Oh, was there a word watch? <laughs> there was one devastated across mm. four hours of programming. <laughs> well, technically across like 16 hours. That's of programming. true. <laughs> Probably way more, actually. Yeah. And 208 correct guesses. So people were on Team Andy here. Mm. And our winner is Strong Wild Sarah. That's spelled strong wild sarah with no h at the end just s-a-r-a mm-hmm. in case there's a strong wild sarah with an yeah, there's h. A strong wild sarah 13 <laughs> <laughs> sorry you didn't win <laughs> so strong wild sarah all word one word you win 120 dollars to caitlin bristow's wine brand spade and sparrows congratulations big moment finally and andy since we're finally on to a new word what would you like the word to be watched for next week to be? <laughs> Got it. The word watch for next week is ring. Ring. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You get my point. <laughs> I mean, it's not not a ring. It's more, it's more like, it's more tight. Wait, no, that's even worse. Forget it. <laughs> okay. Right. So how exciting. We have a new word, finally. Yeah. So if you would like to join in the Dear Shandy Word Watch Fund and have a chance to win, we're back to the other prize, $100 to one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studios. It's where I buy all of my gold-filled rings. I'm wearing them right now. Mm. Chunky and dainty. Linked below. You have a chance to win 100 bucks in jewelry. And you can win, potentially, by guessing correctly the number of times the word ring is uttered next week so that's the finale part one which i believe is live if you guess correctly you will be entered in a draw and one name will be drawn and that person will win the grand prize yo you must use the numeral do not write out the word and you must guess either below this youtube video or over on the instagram post for this recap god that never gets easy no okay all right moving on to our predictions I mean, uh, I, I look, I obviously we have to predict Eric and Tino, mm-hmm. but clearly something crazy is going to happen. But it's also something they would do to make it seem like something crazy is going to happen. Right. Yeah. But for us to pick anyone else is just being contrarian. Yes. So so we both right. think Eric will propose to Gabby. Right. As much as they will tease that he doesn't want to propose. He just Correct. wants to date her. Right. And we both think that Tino will propose to Rachel. Right. And we think that both bachelorettes will say yes. And we have been led clearly to believe that that's not going to happen. Yes. Which is why we think it is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We've learned. Yeah. We smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a wrap yeah. for this very lengthy recap. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews and generally, I don't know why I always just refer yeah, to you. That's my job. I can't possibly say TikTok. Yeah. Uh, generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy, including telling your friends. Yes. Word of most mouth. importantly. It's the most powerful thing there is. The word and the pen. What? The pen is also, I mean, they say the pen is mightier than the sword. Oh, Well, the yeah. word is mightier than the pen nowadays. <laughs> the pen is useless now. <laughs> That's no one even has yeah. pens anymore. Right. A pen is not mightier than Actually, anything. You know what happens now when I really write with my hand? I'm like, ow. Ow. 
I have no stamina to write anymore. Yeah, that's how your thumb, your your writing muscle is atrophied. Yeah, that's yeah. how little I use a pen. Sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, generally do all the things you do to support a podcast you enjoy. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. <laughs>